Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Zook. Hey, guys, I'm Drewski. Hey, don't touch that. Don't touch that! Welcome to Crypto Warfare! And if you have a story or encounter, shoot us an email or a detailed voice message to cryptidwarfare at gmail.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-W-A-R-F-A-R-E at gmail.com. All right, all right, all right. All right, guys, welcome back to Crypto Warfare and Conspiracies. Uh, we're working on a title that's going way cooler. Uh, yeah, not only and, that, uh, we've been tapping in a lot of conspiracies, so we figured we'd change it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, guys, I'm, uh, I'm a little under the weather, as you can tell. almost sound like Barry Manilow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it on. Oh, is that Let's get one? it on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Anyways, yeah, guys, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I get excited. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our, our native Sasquatch call, and it works every time. But I wouldn't recommend doing it alone. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, guys, we got an awesome guest today. He's one of my best friends in Zooks. Uh, we've been on this guy for over seven years now. We've been on a lot of cryptid hunts with this guy. Uh, no other guy I trust my life with. He's my battle buddy. He's my brother. Uh, you want us to use your whole name or just or just your alias? <laughs> huh? Brian? Whatever you feel like. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. We'll call him Brian Swole. That's what he is. He swole like he came out of the gym. <laughs> All right, true. So if, if whenever we talk about like the mountains or just a, the, the crazy view, or smoke or wood, we're talking about his bicep. Yeah, Mr. Swole. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Swole. All right, Brian. Uh, man, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Um, yeah, man. Just want to say thanks for being on our podcast, brother. It's been a long time. No, coming. I appreciate you having me. It's been a long time coming, bro. Hey, hey, it's uh. It's been back there, and it's time to uh, time to let people know. You know, I'm sure uh, anybody that knows Murfreesboro has been to the battlefield, um, heard stories about the battlefield, uh, maybe even went on a little adventure themselves. Maybe they seen something, thought they heard something. Um, but this is this is my experience. Um, I am, I'm a skeptic about anything unless I witness it firsthand. You know, uh, I don't believe anything until I see it for myself. And I got the opportunity to go with, uh, some, some ghost hunters and I jumped on it. Um, I was... I think I was about 18, 17, maybe late 17, early 18. Um, it was in the fall and probably, I'd probably say around 1130. I met my sister and five people. Um, she was really active with this ghost hunting team at the time. So I met them out there. Uh, they had their equipment their cameras, their, I don't even know all the stuff that they use. You know, they had electromagnetic stuff and batteries <laughs> yeah. and I don't even know, man. 
you know, I thought it was stupid. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, it's, you see the stories, you hear the stories, see the movies, things like that. That's, that's all it was to me. Um, so they kind of gave me a little briefing, a little rundown, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get in there. Um, you know, just FYI, if you have anything that is battery powered, it's probably not going to work when we get out there and things really get, get going. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. You know, um, so we take off, you know, we, uh, we kind of had to hike through the woods and sneak into the area because it's, you're not supposed to be out there, you know, after dark. And I'd probably say probably literally no more than, man, two minutes of, of being on the trail inside of there um, is when I really started to question because my phone which was fully charged was fully dead kind of like me on in, on the inside sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you're stupid well actually and backtrack because i i too i just want to add really quickly but yeah um i i'd probably been around 20 the first time i heard about it you know for those of you all who are listening and not uh, watching the video um i mean brian and i we're about the same age um i might be a year older it's the only thing I can bra brag to him about. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like the battlefield now, they actually have like a, an area you can drive through, and uh, I think there were they have trails and stuff. Back then, I think it was just a big field because this was 2008, 2008 or something. I think when I went, and now you know, twenty twenty three. Yeah, I think I think it was. Uh, I think this was two thousand and four. Or two thousand and three, whenever I went out there. Oh wow, yeah. Um, they 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 had the trail that you could drive on, but it was the minimal trail. It was just the one drive trail, which made basically like a horseshoe. You know, they added on so many different places you could drive. So you know, uh, you can only drive a little bit. Everything else was just walking trails. Hmm. Um, and this is where we started off was down one of the trails that you drive on. Um, cause we were going back to what was called the slaughter pen. Mm. I don't know if you've ever been back. By the where? Slaughter. Yeah, I did. And, and where for those exactly that, is that? Where this is area, that? Yeah. Explain uh, to them the history that you know of that area. It's right off of Thompson lane, um, right across from new vision. Okay. Um, that, that's where it's at. Um, and for those of you listening, those are like, like really busy, uh, pretty, uh, big roads here yeah, in Murfreesboro four, four lane road, you know, so you had this section, of course, you know, cause Murfreesboro, all of Murfreesboro was basically a battlefield, you know, the battle of stones river. So that's where stones river that runs through comes from. It's from the battle of stones river back, you know, back in the, uh, that time. What was that river? The one that was, I know one of them, it was there was so much blood and carnage that the river was red. Like, I mean, it, it was crazy. I want, uh, I want to say yes, but don't quote me. Because I remember learning that. And hit, like, I didn't know this stuff, uh, guys, until I actually went to school. Um, and then I, I did a uh, an essay from a history class based on the Stone, Stones River. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. the the fight and and whatnot. And it was wild because on Christmas Eve they all put their their arms down and they actually were hanging out with each other. Like, 
And then it's crazy. The, the next day, everything picked back up and they were enemies again. But it was so wild, something about that. But yeah, it was, there was so much blood and carnage. The river ran red. Yep. I mean, that's scary. But it just shows you like that's that, like it left an imprint uh, in history. And who knows if it's it's repeating there with these ghosts and it stuff. Is. But... It Sorry, is. That's... No, you're good, Zook. You're good. Um, yeah, that, that's the thing with with from what I've what I've talked to different ghost hunters and things like that of that. Uh, the spirits that die in a traumatic way relive that. Over and over and over and over every single day. You know, so wherever they perished at, that is, that's where they're stuck at. Um, which is where these guys were. Um, so we're making our way down the, down the drive trail. We haven't got to the walking trail yet. Um, and we're just walking down the drive trail. Um, so I noticed my phone, which was completely charged as soon, you know, as soon as we got there was now completely dead, would not power on at all. And I was like, okay, coincidence, you know, all right. Um, and I'd probably say the temperature, you know, it was just beginning to get fall. So it was still at nighttime. You're still talking probably 67 degrees, 68 degrees out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely still comfortable you know, outside. T-shirt weather, comfortable t-shirt mm. weather, no chill. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, as we progressed into there, the temperature, I would probably say, dropped every bit of 20 degrees. Dang. That's quite the Like, drop. to the point was, I was like, <laughs> I remember, I, I wish I would have brought a jacket. Oh, that's a sucky feeling, like, too. I hate that. Chilly, <laughs> you know. Um, so, that kind of kind of made my, my hair stand up a little bit, just how cold it got. My phone was dead. And well, I'm like, okay, well, let's put two and two together. I got a crappy battery. It's chilly out. My phone died. Not a big deal. That's kind of funny. I always try to rationate things, you know, like, oh, it was the wind or, oh, that was just a twig oh, breaking yeah. or thing falling from the tree or, you know, we always try to simplify it. But mm -hmm. sometimes it's not that simple, you know. That's, no, it's not. And You'll realize that as my story continues. Um, there's even a second part to this story as well. Ooh. So we can't, yes, I went I went back years later with somebody else. So that'll be the second part. That's even the more freakier part. Um, yes, let's do it. So, so as we're walking, um, I'm really not paying much attention to the the other crew that's with me. You know, they kind of told me, Look, don't, don't think, don't, you know, just walk and just open mind, open ears, open eyes, just walk and go, you know? Um, so I kind of hear them talking about different things and I'm walking and I'm hearing off to my left twigs breaking, like somebody's walking next to me. Someone's kind of like, like parallel in you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like directly to my left, like as I continue it continues. And I'm like, uh, deer, squirrel, you know, who knows what something. Hobo, um, hobo, homeless guy. <laughs> yeah, there's you're in Murphy's bros. There's no telling who it is. Ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, can, she can stay out there. Oh. But then again, you'll probably see like dozens of <laughs> Uh, uh, they're all they're all around us. Um, 
Bort. <laughs> um, so along with that, I started to hear faint moaning sounds. Um, and then along with that, you would hear cannons, like legitimate oh. cannon fire, but it was very, very faint, like way off in the distance. Dude. Like, so did they have those fake cannons there at the time? Yes. Or like, like prop? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the prop cannons. Yeah. No, Dude. those, are, those are still there. Yeah. Oh. Those, those are still there. So, uh, that's moaning cannon shots. Um, when I say moaning, I mean, it's more like a, well, like a, I've been shot moan. Oh, like a, just a real blood curling deep, just a oh, type of moan. Um, so, so, so this is really starting to, uh, spark my interest. <laughs> so we make it back to the slaughter pen. Um, as soon as we get to the slaughter pen, right at the tree line, I noticed about 15 foot up in the air, I noticed a red light. Like a, what, what I compared it to was the red light on a headlamp. That's what it looked like. You say about 15 foot up? Yeah, about, about, wow. about 15, 20 foot up in the tree line, like up in the trees. Um, how far away do you, uh, what was it really close? I'd probably say, mm, probably about from here to the fence line. So maybe about 75, a hundred foot. Wow. About a hundred foot. Okay. That's pretty close. Um, and that, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a really distorted broken light. Like it was a, like you could see, you could see a round, round light. Mm. And my first thought was, oh, I'm seeing the, the red light through the trees. Mm -hmm. So I took a couple steps and right as I got to right on the tree line, it turned white and it shot down to the ground, probably three or four feet off the ground. <laughs> so I'm like, that's crazy, dude. That's, that's not supposed to do that. You know, um, I backed away. As soon as I backed away, it went red. It went back up again. Um, and at that point in time, um, my sister ended up collapsing to her knees and started chanting something in a totally different language. Oh, do you happen to, no, I know it was a long time ago. I'm like, man, no idea what she was saying. No idea what language it was. It was just, it was some foreign language. Did you think it was like Indian kind of Native American? Or was it so like like babbling or um, uh, mumbling or? It wasn't even mumbling because it was it was plain as day, hmm. like it was the 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 pronunciation on it was was on point, but it was a totally different language. I have heard of like yeah languages where where they're jumbled like like they're very clear and distinct. Um, like their enunciations and pronunciations of things. Um, and it's weird because they'll have voice inflections, which, which, you know, it'll talk like this and it'll go down there, it'll go back up like this, but, but it'll be like, they'll do it fast or yeah. so rapid and it's freaky. That's like, that's, 
That's exactly how it was. Um, That's a trip. So <clears throat> I looked at the dude um, and I was like, yo, grab her. Let's go. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this. I've, I've experienced enough, you know, I ain't seen nothing, but I've seen some questionable things. This going on with my sister. I know my sister, and she does not know whatever the heck language that was. So, um, let's scoot. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, go. we need to get out of there ASAP, yeah. Um, so, we picked her up, you know, arm over, arm over, and we started going. Um, so, we're walking out, and as we are leaving... Hey, real quick, Brian... How deep in the woods were you guys, like in that in that area? Like how we were not at all. Off were you guys in? Like we didn't go into the woods at all. Oh wow! Damn. So we so we just walked that we walked down the driving trail, and then you walked down the dirt path, which was just a pasture. It was just a yeah. pasture. Um, but the driving path to the tree line entrance of the slaughter pen was probably about about four hundred foot. Oh, okay. So you walk through about four four hundred foot of pasture just to get to the tree line. From the tree line to the actual slaughter pen inside of the woods is probably, I'd say, probably about another two hundred fifty foot. Um, I'll explain more of that when we get to the second part. Um. So me and this guy have her, and we're walking out of there, and um. Next thing I know, I got sick to my stomach. Just, I got this nauseous feeling in my stomach. All the hair stood up on the back of my neck. And I just like, I, I can't even explain the feeling. Um, Are you ready to level up your podcast game? Introducing Superpass, the ultimate all-in-one platform made by podcasters for podcasters. Imagine having access to a sleek website builder, the most powerful content app maker on the market, engaging courses, a thriving community, Patreon, and and exclusive membership perks all in one place. With a Netflix-inspired layout that's both professional and creative, Superpass is the perfect place to grow your audience and take your podcast to the next level. Don't miss out. Join the Superpass revolution today. Check out superpass.com and get a two-week free trial. Link in the show notes. But I felt warm breathing on the back of my neck, like hot, warm breathing. I then heard a horse's... Okay, yeah. And I turned over my left shoulder, and I seen this white apparition sitting on top of this horse, walking oh, directly behind me. That's a trip. Um, I wow. mean, it, it, was, it, was not, it was not a normal... It wasn't like a normal sized man on a normal sized horse. It was like oversized. Yeah, it was like a Clydesdale or bigger. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this thing was massive. And I kind of stood there for a second and I'm looking over and I'm looking at this dude and I'm like, dude, do you see do you do you see this? And he was like, keep walking, keep walking. And I said, just keep going, bro. And I let go of my sister and I took off like a child after cake. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I was out of there. You're on your own. Marathon yes. runner. Gone. It's all that it took, man. You know, um, I've never I've I've never experienced anything like that firsthand. Did I've, you say you felt it or you just heard no, it? No, I felt it. Oh my gosh, man. Like the wow. warm 
breathing of the horse right on the back of my neck. Yeah. Like that little horse uh, Winnie. That little uh, horse Winnie. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Like the horse Winnie's when he goes. <laughs> not weenie, guys. Not weenie. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's. Wow there's there's no there's no denying it at all you know um i know what i seen you know it wasn't something off in the distance like oh my eyes playing tricks on me is that a cloud mixed with a light from the moon that could be you know it might look like a horse or it might no like this thing was three feet behind me i i felt the breathing on the back of my neck i i heard the the horse i physically seeing the horse's head as I look back like this with the guy sitting on top of it big round brim hat I mean hmm. it, it it was legitimately a civil war soldier on a horse that's crazy. 110% now could you tell if it was a if it was the north or the south mm-hmm. it was it was just it was an all it was all white Gotcha. You know, so I mean, I can make out. I'm looking at like my living room right now. I'm looking at a Clydesdale. But you're saying that this thing was bigger. Yeah, that would fry. Yeah, I thought Clydesdale. I would have just cut out, bro. It was... It was the freakiest experience at that time. Well, too, I think that... I mean, it's one thing if you see it. But there were. Did you see it? No, she was. Um, she was actually. I don't want to say unconscious, but she was she out kind of, of it. Yeah, she was kind of passed out. So and shit. then there was, was another witness. And then it was the dude. The dude who. Dude, a dude was telling you, "Hey, just ignore it. Just keep going." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and how much experience did he have in like ghost hunting and stuff? Um, I I think the 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 whole crew all together. Um. I think they've been together for like 10 or 15 years. Oh gosh. Yeah, so they doing, when they were talking about doing paranormal hunting and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I wonder what it is about the horror or maybe it's just the area. It's, it's the area. It's, it's, Dang, I'm curious why they didn't want you to look. It's haunted. It's haunted ground. It, it really is. Probably um, why, cause you know, cut out. Yeah. And you know, the, the slaughter pen was one of the, the, the bloodiest battles and that that specific area too you know um so there's a there's a lot there's a lot of bloodshed all around here and in that area so it's very it's very rich in it and i'm now a firm believer that if you go digging you're gonna find something that's a fact dude usually people don't know what they're gonna get into you know nope yeah i have a lot of friends um well, I don't say a lot, but um, I I know a lot of coworkers, and they haven't really seen anything like this or experienced it. And I'm like, well, once you do, like it, literally, it will change your life. You will never be the same. And sometimes that stuff can come back to you when you least expect it. Not so much physically, but mentally. Like if you're alone in the dark or something, and man, it it can screw with you. It does. And they're like, but I really, really want to see it. I'm like, you really, really don't. But but it, it always just it just depends. I mean, sometimes for some, it, seeing is believing. But I'm like, there were so many stories, especially all throughout history. And I think, um, what's the other Pittsburgh? Gettysburg? Uh, anyway, uh, mm. where all these yeah, you're right. battles Gettysburg, happened. Yeah. Like, there's def- <laughs> like and, and that's a place like that. that that's, uh, I would love to go there one day. 
I mean, there have been so many documented things, but I want to go there for the history, not so much to look up these good, because dude, it's, this stuff can follow you. Yes. And that's what I, I have warned some of my friends, which I know, I know some, like, if you guys want to, if you want to see it, then, then, then go do it. But, um, like, just, just be incredibly careful. Do it, yeah. do it smart, do it cautiously. Know um, when to stop or whatever. Yeah. Cause well, like, like Zook said, uh, these, these things have the ability to attach to you and follow you. Um, and it's, it's not, it's not pretty. I, I can say that now, um, different people I've talked to different things. I've experienced it, experienced things like that. Um, they really do find something to latch onto you. And then you bring that home and it transfers and it, and it's, it's, it's very bad. So, you know, if you just, I mean, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. That's, that's all there is to it. Yeah. That's a fact too. That's where you get charged objects. You get I was literally guys, thinking about that. You yeah. said it. Charged objects, poltergeist. Get, yeah, man, they basically yep. claim territory and you're it. And how would you explain a charged object to somebody who wouldn't know what it is? If it was like a new listener or somebody uh, just into it? Basically, a charged object is like a demon or an entity basically attaches itself to an object. The object could be a house. The mm -hmm. object can be a person. That's where you get possession. The object could be, um, you know, like, like let's say like you go to a haunted house or something. You're investigating all of a sudden you don't pray over yourself after you leave that thing attaches you or if you take something from a certain area like a stone or or anything like that and you can bring that back into your house and that spirit can have territory over whatever you've got guys, a stone and you can bring it in your house or it can be like example like the ouija board like witches yeah, and stuff back in the day in Patel, they prayed over black magic over these ouija boards or books or crystals they can be going on and on and on and on and the main guy who talks about that is john ramirez he talks a lot about those charged objects because he was a satanist that was his job and that's what he used to do and uh yeah so that's, that's basically the nuts and bolts well, well it's interesting too because a lot of people um many years ago it was like over 10 years ago um so this is after they had all these paved roads and everything out there me and some buddies we go out there and, and cycle because it was just it was so awesome to cycle uh the, those roads late at night and mysteriously, like there would be this guy always walking this dog there late at night. And I had a feeling I'm like, I feel like he might be a patrol or something. Um, but at first I thought it was a ghost. And I'm like, no, because my other buddy saw him and he, and he just wore modern clothes. Um, but no, as soon as we were going to actually do a shortcut and go off the trail, um, then we heard like the dog barking and the guy hollering at us um, in a professional way. Not like, hey, you crazy kids. Oh, oh. Um, cause he said he has to go there, uh, and patrol the park because people, they'll, they'll break in, they'll, they'll dig up sites and stuff to find all these, uh, cannons, uh, uh what, it, uh, cannonballs and, mm -hmm. um, I guess it was pellets, the bullets, uh, and things like that. But I say that. So for those of you that are interested in going to site like that, for one, don't because you're destroying that, <laughs> that property and those items potentially could be charged. So, uh, if you take that yes. home to your family, demons, like yeah they will affect you but more so the ones that are more vulnerable like your children and you, your wife your girlfriend like it's it's crazy man like it's just non-stop yeah not only that too um demons they actually claim territory that's where you get uh <laughs> sorry my son's throwing his duck in the camera 
Um, yeah, that's where uh, demons play. <laughs> I'm automatic. So, anyways, yeah, demons demons actually like claim territory a lot, and uh, you know that's where you got you know us as, as Christians, we got to pray over certain areas. But you know that's why sometimes when you go somewhere, you get like a weird feeling, or you get mm-hmm. like a different vibe. Like you know what, something's not right here. Because whatever entities there's claim that territory, you know, just like the battlefield, yep. like those spirits have died, and, you know, they're died in aggression and stuff like that. And yeah, that's what I guess you're stuck in, off of, in this yeah, uh, you know, cycle that drive off of fear and all that. So anyway, it is, yeah. it gives them power, and that's why they drain like your your, your batteries and stuff like that, because that's how they they're able to manifest is by sucking and absorbing. Yes, all the electro electromagnetic power and stuff like that that that's that's how they charge and how they get strong so well so we can fast forward to part two uh this was let's see we're in 2023 i believe this was about 2016 yeah i think it was 2016 um i went back um not 12 12 years later i think or something something around there yeah Yeah. okay um not with a team nothing like that um not even as a, a hunting adventure um one of my best friends uh he wanted to go, you know, he heard me talk about it, hear stories. And he's like, man, let's go. I was like, all right, let's, let's do it. Um, and then one of my, my other friends, um, she wanted to go. So brought her along too. So it was just us three. <laughs> um, we started off the adventure. Um, I guess you can call it our, our ghost hunting adventure. Just the three of us. Um, we went out to we went out to a graveyard out in Rockvale. I can't remember the name of it, um, but heard stories, heard rumors. You can't go out there after midnight, or you know things will start happening. You'll see this. You can't actually enter the graveyard after midnight because it's like blah blah blah. You know the story. So. Let's go debunk it. Uh, so we went out there. We sat out there for a little bit before we entered. Didn't hear nothing. Didn't see nothing. Just peaceful and quiet. So we entered the graveyard. Then we started walking around. Um, at this point, my friend Matt, uh, he found a fresh burial plot like fresh dirt, still bright red, you know, brown. It's like recent. Um, I'm trying to remember if it was a man or if it was a little boy. I'm I'm wanting to think it was a little boy. I'm not sure. Um, he then started calling its name. Like calling out to it, you know, show yourself. Are you here? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) And, you know, after my, he hasn't experienced anything. Mm -hmm. So after my first experience, I'm like, yo, like chill. Like, (laughs) 
let's let's not go there, man. Like I'm not trying to get little Bubba out the grave here and come mm-hmm. see us. Um, so let's you know let's take it easy. So we were out there for probably about an hour, seen nothing, witnessed nothing, felt nothing. I'm like, all right, let's go to the battlefield. So we left and made our way to the battlefield. Um, we parked in the church parking lot, uh, New Vision there, and went across the street, down the hill, through the pasture and field, and then cut through the woods up to the same driving trail it was on before, walked it down all the way back to the slaughter pen. Mm. Um, didn't hear anything walking through there. Didn't see anything, didn't feel anything, nothing. I'm like, you know, maybe it's going to be a bust, you know, it's going to be nothing. So we get back to the slaughter pen. We get right up to the tree line. I'm stopping. I'm looking. Because I remember there's no red light. There's no white light. There's no nothing. So I'm like, all right, you know, again, it's probably about 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning. Um, We all know when you enter the woods, there's no light. You know, even even the light from the moon really can't break the tree lines and light anything up in there. You know how dark the woods are. So you have to use a flashlight. Okay. So give you some perspective. Like I said, it's probably entrance of the tree line all the way to the, um, the slaughter pen marker where they talk about the slaughter pen, what it is, how many people died, et cetera, et cetera. Probably about two. 200, 250 foot, okay? Get ready for some monster size entertainment with no pesky ads. Subscribe to our cryptid podcast for just a few coins a month and listen to all the spooky tales of the unknown creatures in commercial free bliss. It's like having a personal Bigfoot guide without all the foot odor. So, what are you waiting for? Get your subscription now and join the hunt for the truth today. Link in the show notes. The trail itself probably maybe two and a half, three foot wide. At some point to the trail, it gets really skinny because you walk through rocks, you know? So it's zigzaggy, it's left, it's right, it's up, it's down. You got tree roots coming up, you got rocks sticking out, you got holes. So you need to watch where you're, you need to watch where you're going. You're gonna trip, you're gonna break an ankle, you're gonna fall, you know, you, you have to have a flashlight. So we walk back all the way through the trails. Um, didn't see nothing, didn't hear nothing, anything of that nature. Um, we get all the way to the fence line. As soon as we get to the fence line, it opens up to a humongous field. And right right in the center of that field is a solo deer that is staring right at us. So as soon as we get up, we shine the flashlights out there. This deer is staring right at us. All right. This deer locked eyes with us. He didn't move. He didn't flag his tail. We made noise. He just stood there and was staring at us. Um, so we kind of stood there for a second. And I started talking to my buddy. I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird, you know. I was like, but I don't I don't really see anything. Was like, so let's let's go. Okay. He was to my right. And man, um, my hair is already standing up. So <laughs> I looked to the left to my friend at her 
And as soon as I looked at her, I said, hey, let's go. Her head was tilted backwards, staring up into the trees, and her eyes were in the back of her head. Buddy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say her name, but we're just, we'll call her. Her. <laughs> it. We'll, 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 we'll call her girl. Okay. Hey, girl, girl. Hi, girl. Oh, girl. <laughs> so I look over at her. Like I said, I mean, dude her head was just it was it was completely staring upwards her her eyes were open but all you seen were the whites of her eyes so at this point man dude i crap my pants and like i'm pushing on her thinking like oh you know she's she's joking she's playing around you know and uh she didn't answer i'm like girl girl and i'm hitting her shoulder and she's just does not move man at all. i would have karate chopped her in the throat um, <laughs> so i nudge my buddy i'm like mad i'm like look at her and he's like no and he walks in front of me and I, he, was, he was probably about six feet off to my right okay well as soon as he walks to me she starts making noises like mm, mm. as he got closer her grunting got more, more ferocious and loud. She was like, mm. he would back away. She would quit. And I'm like, yo, all right. I'm like, let's, let's go. So he takes off. He starts walking. I start walking and she's still standing there. The deer is still standing there. She just stays, her head's up, facing the deer, deer staying there, not moving. So man. I grab her hand. I'm wondering if that was like a skinwalker, dude. Well, well, too, I, I was, I didn't want to say anything, but I'm, I, I feel like deers actually represent something. I forgot what it was, but it was something supernatural. I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard it a, a while back. I can do some digging. <laughs> well, no, potentially like, like it could have originated from some sightings like that. And also guys, remember we brought this up before something uh, Brian had mentioned, be very, be aware of, of your surroundings and your environment, because I mean, it just takes a second for you to snap, snap your ankle or something like that. And then, you know, people can't, uh, <laughs> if you don't have a lot of people with you for one, they can't protect you. And two, they can't take you away from whatever it's there. So you'll be, uh, yeah. uh, fin fending for yourself. Um, whether it's, it's, it's ghost, Bigfoot says like you, they can all hurt you in one way or another. Um, but things ghosts can do that those others can is they can, you know, they can follow you. So, yeah. Anyway. So we start to leave. Um, he takes point and, uh, he's, he's walking. Um, I'm probably about six, seven foot behind him. I got her hand and I am pulling her. She's walking, but kind of is more or less like a, I don't want to walk, walk really a really stubborn walk. Like she didn't want to leave. So I got her arm and I'm, I'm leading her out of here. Um, we've already discussed the terrain. Okay. How it is. Um, she doesn't have a flashlight on. Um, she is still looking upwards at the trees as she's walking. So I did an experiment because I just wanted to see. I let go of her hand 
I turned my flashlight off. I grabbed my buddy's hand and I followed him. And she walked out of there looking up with no light on and did not trip and fall once. You know, I'm following him, trying to watch his light. I'm still stumbling on things because I don't have a light directly at my feet. So I'm still slightly tripping over stuff. And she walks out of there, does not stumble, does not trip, does not fall. While, like I said, she's looking upwards, straight up at the sky. Man. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we start walking down the trail, the, the driving path to get out of there. Um, she's walking next to me. He's probably about, about 15 foot in front of us. And again, every single time he would drop back and get anywhere near her, she would just start this gnarly moaning and growling at him. I'm like, this, this is not cool. I'm like, let's, we need to get out of here. Um, so we get off the driving trail. She's still acting the same way. Um, it took us probably about, about 10 minutes or so to, to walk out of the driving trail. Um, in which point then she actually collapsed to the ground. Um, so I pick her up and I carry her the rest of the way. She is not responsive. She's not answering to her name. She's breathing, but she's not answering to her name. Nothing. Man, I'm sure you guys are panicking right now. Yeah. Um, so we get back to crazy. We get back to the church. Okay. We're on church property. Yeah. She snaps out of it and comes to and goes, where am I? Ah, you're on the holy ground. What do you mean, where are you? (laughs) She's like, "Where, where am I? What happened? She has no recollection of anything. I actually talked to her the next day, and she said that all morning she threw up black stuff. Oh, that's mm. a trip. I wonder she how had, that, yeah, that, that is. I've heard of that, but I'm like, so she had, so interesting how it. So she had time like loss. A, yeah. I'm going to look into this black stuff because I've heard of it before, but I'm like, how, where does it originate black, from? Throwing up black stuff. Let's see. You yep. see, like black tar substance or something after yeah. uh, possession, or anyway, I don't know. I, I, I do find that really interesting. Um... I have no idea what it was. I the only thing I can think of is it was some kind of demonic entity that took control of her because she was the weakest mm. or maybe. Yeah. That's you're probably, yeah, you're probably on the right thing. Cause I'm reading here. It's on uh it's basically on like demonic possession when it comes to people, ghost hunting or anything like that. It says that uh, one person gets oppressed or uh, possessed if they go with anything when it comes to, well, they call it um, not an exorcism, but they call it a deliverance. You usually see the person throwing up black goo or black tar. Yeah, that's what it, that's what I'm getting out of it. 
So basically what I'm hearing is that uh, she got, well, of course, you know, because you can tell by the tall tale signs. She wasn't in control of her body, missing time. Uh, her eyes are on the back of her head. She wasn't responsive. So her soul and her body was fighting it. And then when you guys got to the church, when you guys were standing on holy ground, boom, she snapped out of it. And then later on, that like that next day, she's just puking her guts out with whatever, trying to get inside of her. That's a trip. Yeah. Uh, have not been back since. <laughs> That's a trip. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm never going again. <laughs> no. You know, that was that was round two. Um and that 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 was that that was enough that was enough for me on on the battlefield. You know, uh Oh yeah. Especially with that horse, man. God bless. Dude. Yes. Yeah. That one that one trips me out, bro. Like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be in your shoes at that exact moment, at that exact time. And if I felt that, like that horse breath in the back of my neck, and looking back and seeing this massive, massive horse with the big dude on top of it, whew, I pull out my pistol and start blowing it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I like, I think it was going to be freaked out. You know, it's, it, it's, it's one thing to hear stories. It's one thing to Limit. think you you see something or hear something or something off in the distance, you know, man, and that looks like it could be. But to literally see it two feet over your shoulder, yeah. just staring at you. Like I, I know I know what my eyes seen. That my mind was not playing tricks, my eyes was not playing tricks, like I I know what I've seen. And probably that I wouldn't say you had a sighting, bro. You actually had an experience. Yeah. You know? That's one thing I think uh God bless you, Nick Valente. He broke it down for me. He's like, people who have sightings, like you're driving all of a sudden you see a ghost on the side of the road. Like, hey, you know, that's a you know, like that's a sighting, but someone actually lives through it and physically sees something right in front of them or touches them or anything like that. Yeah, bro. That's an experience. You had yourself an experience twice. You know? Yeah. Twice. <laughs> yeah, twice. And what was cool, though, is that, is that you weren't the only one there. You had people there with you that saw the same thing. Yes. Yeah. That, you know, that that's it. You know, both both times, you know. So, and that that's, and that, that's something that, that gives you that confirmation, like, <sighs> okay, I'm not crazy, right? Like, yeah. like you, you seen, you seen the same thing, right? Like you heard yeah. the same thing, so you have that validation that you didn't yeah, lose yeah. your mind for a little point in time. Like yeah. you were still there. You, you, you were there, body, soul, and mind, and somebody else was there, just not physical nature. So it kind of helps you to put at rest if you're crazy. Oh, yeah, dude. That's how I am, too, if I see something like, bro, you see what I see, right? You see what I see, right? <laughs> you know, even, I mean, even to the point we, uh, um, uh, some years later, uh, my, my cousin was, uh, he was murdered in his own home. And, uh, 
the same the same group from the first adventure in the battlefield um actually took a trip with my family down to Mississippi to the house where he was murdered because it is a, is an unsolved murder. Um, so they, they took a trip. They took time out of their, out of their busy life and made a trip down to Mississippi to go to his house, see what they can get. Um, it was nothing, nothing super crazy except for the point in time to where it was me and my sister, um, my cousin, and uh, two of the uh, ghost hunters on the team sat down in his bedroom and they put a whole bunch of batteries in a circle and they put the noise box in the center i'm sure you know what a noise box is little white noise box yeah it just hits and scans all of the radio frequencies out there so you you know you turn it on and it's nothing but because it's scanning all the radio wave frequencies basically can hear entities talk to you yes and it's a way to communicate with them um which at that point in time this you know the woman started asking different questions and the only experience with that we had was it was my cousin's voice um as 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 my other cousin which was his brother started talking she was asking questions nothing no answers as soon as he started talking my cousin who was murdered, his voice, his specific voice came through that chatterbox and said, I love you to my cousin. And then as he started asking more different questions, one of the questions he asked was, who else was involved? And he said, cops. And then at that point in time, you heard a bang on the side of his house. So that was another experience that that I had with with the paranormal. You know. Now, there's there's no explanation for that one. There's no explanation. Um, If it was not his voice. Okay, I could try to come up with something as to as to what uh, what that was that that gave those answers that said that I love you. You know, it could be anything. It could be radio wave interference or something with uh, a telephone call or something. But the fact that it was his actual voice that said I love you, and then when he asked who else was involved in your murder, and he said cops, which. It is a very, very small, dirty town with corrupt cops. So, again, no explanation for that one. Have you ever had a close encounter with the unknown? Have you stumbled upon a conspiracy that's just too strange to be true? Well, now's your chance to share it with the world. 
Our Cryptid and Conspiracy podcast is on the hunt for the most intriguing and unexplained stories, and we want to hear from you. Submit your tale and join us as we delve into the mysteries of the world of cryptids and conspiracies. So don't keep the story to yourself. Let's explore the unexplained together. Get in touch and let's make some noise. If you're looking for one-of-a-kind art that is sure to make you stand out from the crowd, then look no further than Drew's Tags. Drewski has created a world of custom art that will take you on a wild ride through sports, space, travel, military, cryptids, and beyond. Whether you're a fan of Bigfoot, a reptilian, conspiracy theorist, or just someone who appreciates a good pun, Drewski has something for everyone. So why settle for a boring old print when you can have a custom creation that is as unique as you are? Reach out to Drewski today and get started on your one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Check out his Instagram link in the show notes. Yeah, and, and normally um, they have, I think it's called a, a spirit box. They have an app. And it, it, uh, it, I think it's a newer thing, but it does the same thing. You go to these places and you just lay your phone down, turn on that app, and it'll scroll through certain things. And I've heard of uh, a weird, story, just weird stories. I haven't heard of um, this, a, this specific person's voice going through, but yeah, it scrolls through uh, stations and things enough to make like, um, I guess legible, like conversation and, and stuff. So you can hear people actually talking and, and some of them, it's really freaking creepy. Um, I heard one experience where it actually predicted somebody's ride on the way home that they were going to see something. And they both actually saw like a demon up in a tree with wings and it flew off and they almost like swerved off the road. Um, cause I think when it flew off, it actually flew down toward them. And they both saw it, not not just one. So I don't know. It's it's weird, like what those uh, boxes. I don't know. They, they, they they're scary and so accurate at points, but yes. But knowing what I know now, because you know back then, um, I wasn't really involved in the word. I wasn't I wasn't deep in the word, you know, any, anything like that. Um, and I just thought it was innocent games. Oh, OK, it's true. It's real, you know, but you can go out, you communicate and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I wasn't aware of that. They can attach to you and attach to things. I wasn't aware of that. Dabbling in things like that those spirits are nothing but evil spirits. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not good. They're not spiritual. They're not, they're not angels. They're not, you know, um, anything that was sent down from God for you to, they're, they're stuck. They're evil. They're all demonic. Yep. And that's, that's why I don't I don't mess with anything. Like I don't I don't go ghost hunting. I don't go to the battlefield. I don't I don't go looking for things like that anymore because of what it can do to your life. You know, if they attach to you, you bring them back to your house, your spouse, your children, wherever. And yeah, yeah, exactly. You actually leave that door open for them to come in and. Uh, Brian, I'm the I'm the same way, man. I don't do that anymore. I used to do it, and then until I read, and you know, 
Proverbs, and then also when Solomon was talking about that, and uh, don't uh, like when Jesus was talking about too, and Paul, don't be, um, you know, don't be getting your information from like witches, oracles, you know, don't go chasing after demons and stuff like that, and just like angels, you know, like God assigns you angels, you know, Satan assigns you demons as well as too, you know, they watch you from when you grow up all the way till you die, and you know, that's one thing they like to do. They like to mimic. They like to they like to play games. And, you know, once yes. you're dead, you're dead. That's, that's, that's the thing is, you know, they will, <clears throat> they will take on the form of somebody you know, trust, and love to gain your trust. Exactly. To, to to have a way for you to open a door for them to enter your life. You know, they, they know if they're this scary demon, you're going to back away and you're not going to give in to allow them in. But if they come in the form of your brother, your cousin, your dad, whoever, they take on that form, okay, come into my life, enter in my life. Like, you're my dad. I want to talk to you. Because you've passed away, and oh, now I now I have a way to talk to you. So come, but not knowing that that's not your dad, that that is a demonic entity that will take control of your life as soon as you open that door and let them in. So, my advice to anybody: don't go searching. Just, just don't listen to stories, listen to people's stories, take that into consideration, understand that it's, it's real, it's out there and watch movies about it, you know, documentaries about it. If you, if you're really into it, don't, don't go do it physically your own self, because if you don't know what you're doing, prime example of girl. It can it can go bad really quick. You know, I, I just remembered uh, many years ago, um, there was a, a really, really, really good friend of mine. Um, in fact, like uh, I mean, he's my best friend back in high school. He and um, his, his wife now. Um, well, then and he ended up dying under mysterious circumstances. And it was crazy because he, he had he has two beautiful girls and. And, you know, I was, I am the godfather and, and it, it stinks. Like when that happens, you know, he and I, like, we were so, we were so, so alike. So every time I would be around them, they would just remind, like, I would just remind them so much of their dad. And, and when I had to go, it was just very, very difficult. Um, just, just to leave them sometimes, but, but anyway, like, uh, his, his, his parents, um, um, his older sister went to like a, oh crap, just like that. I don't want to call it. Um, uh, a fortune teller and and all that stuff and they kind of forgot about me as a family friend because after high school i just moved away um and and then she said no there's going to be you know that this guy's showing up and this is his name and then I, when i went to the funeral um they still forgot who i was but but they remembered my face and they found out i was the guy whose name she mentioned um and they asked if i had a message or anything and i was confused i'm like no but i'm here um and, and i would just View, but but that his, a lot of it his sister man she started putting putting these dark 
uh, honestly, like these dark forces to work, causing his parents to actually live in a constant cycle of remorse and stuff to where now like they invited, um, I really believe it's like demonic influences in their house, assuming that it's their long, it's their son who passed away. And, uh, and it's just really bad. Like, uh, his wife, like the, the, the kids and stuff can't go over there anymore. Um, because it's, it's just so toxic and, and difficult. And I, I mean that with love. So if you guys are listening to this, like, um, don't live in, in that, like once, once we're dead, we're dead. Um, and, and yeah, just he is in a much better place now. Um, cause honestly, like I wouldn't really want to roam the earth, uh, if that was up to me. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy what that can do for people. Like, and the same thing in, in a way, like happened to a girl I went to high school with, um, she's in my art class. She ended up uh, committing suicide and her parents would still see her, or see her and feel her and hear her around the house. Um, she'll be opening cabinets, playing with lights. They're hear voices, see silhouettes and stuff. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, uh, I, I think that they want that control over you to keep you in that constant state of hurt, anxiety, stress, just, just the fear of the unknown, fear of death, fear of losing another loved one. So it's just, it's wild, man. That little, just that little bit, um, what could, what it can do to people. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on from, uh, the ghost to the Bigfoot. <laughs> this is fun. This is yeah, juicy this right here. This is Can't juicy. wait to talk about the thunderstorm. <laughs> the uh, the levitation. Oh man, let's do this. Well, I guess we'll talk about um, we'll talk about the. I mean, it was a fun drive. Did we take your truck? Yeah, yeah I think we, we all took Brian's yeah. truck. Um, yeah, we took Brian's truck. Yeah, everyone. He has the most manly vehicle out of any of us here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I even get a deeper voice just when I sit in that truck. It's, it's the coolest thing. I mean, before I, before <laughs> that, I didn't have this deep voice. I'm like, oh, hey, sound like Pinocchio. Uh, but no, it was a fun old trip up to Mammoth Cave, Cave, Kentucky, if you guys aren't familiar with it. Um, yeah, there are a lot of sightings. And here recently, you know, after talking to Nick, like uh, the dogmen um, are coming, they're kind of migrating down this way because there's so much construction and stuff going on around the state. So, so you know, they're woodlands and stuff. Um, you know, it's just depleting. So we have a lot of woods down here. Um, but that's just a thought, but anyway, yeah, we went out there to, uh, kind of relive, uh, some past experiences we had going on another Sasquatch hunt and dude, uh, yeah. Anyway, so we're at the site. <laughs> as soon as we get there, we start putting the firewood. In. Um, <laughs> why stop, stop, stop. You're jumping, you're jumping, you're jumping. Brian, start from the beginning, bro. I get excited and choked up. Almost did pass out. <laughs> All right, Brian, go ahead. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to remember the very, very beginning of that trip. Well, we took a ferry. Remember, we had to take the truck, oh. the truck ferry across, and it didn't. It opens up at 7 in the morning, then it closes down at 7 at night, so we have, like, this 12-hour gap if something happens. They can't oh, get to yeah, us. Yeah. We're on, like, this mountain know. island. Yeah, that was yeah, we're on the island. We were the only ones on that island. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I, I remember that because we, as soon as we got on the island, we we drove around for a bit and realized there were no other cars anywhere uh, 
on that campsite of the island. Yeah, that was a that was a bad sign already. <laughs> no, no, that's that's a great sign. That that, that means. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. What knew nobody was going to be anywhere around there. Oh yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, so we we uh we go and we we set up. I think we set up camp first, right? Before we went and grabbed some fireworks or fireworks, firewood, or did we just drop the stuff off and then went looking for, for wood? No, I think we set up and we went to go look for firewood. Um, either way, uh, so we're, we're, we're on the trail that the gravel, the gravel drive. Now I remember that and it was, I was really starting to question how deep we're going to be able to go because it started to get pretty, pretty gnarly man driving driving in the woods like i i I think i think this next time we're gonna have to take the new truck that i'm in versus old truck new new truck would be able to get around better but uh yeah i I remember uh because you pointed out off to the right you were like look there's a structure yeah and i remember looking over and I i remember telling you i was like man and no Bigfoot Sasquatch build that. Like some some of these these Amish people around here put <laughs> put put oh, these yeah. put these tree limbs up, which fast forward into the, my own research that I'd done. Um <laughs> that was a built structure by by a squatch because the size of the limbs, they weren't they weren't little sapling trees. I mean they were some there were some pretty big honkers, man, that were stacked up in that that formation to the exact T of what they build. Yeah. Um, what was it shaped like? I'm I'm trying to remember exactly. Um, I, I they were they're in the standing up in a cross pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like bowed over. Yeah, kind of like a, I'll say almost kind of like a boob. <laughs> yeah, like it was. I don't know. It was. It was like weird. Like I don't want to say like a like a TP tent type of thing, but it was. I don't know, man. It was. It was just. It was. It was weird. It was. It was weird to me. Um, which again, still skeptical. Anybody could have made that, you know, whatever. So, yeah, we uh, we spent about man, probably about two hours driving around the middle of nowhere. Can't really figure out where we were at. And then pop out on the road with a whole bunch of these Amish kids standing by the side waving to us. <laughs> I, I, do, I do remember that. We ended up um, in the back of an Amish community. We came in through the back way. We weren't even supposed to go that route. No. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, the route we took, it, I didn't know it was supposed to take long. It was like 45 minutes, and then yeah. there was more and wood, then, and then just this little, vi- like, like the movie, the or the, yeah, the movie The Village, <laughs> where they're isolated fr- from the world, and I don't know, it was, uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm pretty sure funny. they had, like, shovels and pitchforks, like, like the, I don't know, just, just doing their thing, and we just happened to show up right when they were doing this stuff, but they held them up. Um just I don't know. We just surprised them. Like it was, yeah. They looked fun pissed. experience. Like, I don't think I was sitting in the back of the the bed. Like, yeah, and, then, and then Paul was doing his uh, his sheep cry. 
Bah! <laughs> oh, Paul. Oh, Paul. I can't wait for a thunderstorm, Paul. <laughs> Until we get to that part. Uh, yeah, do you guys remember, uh, like, also we got that firewood, so later on that night we ate. And then we decided just to, let's, let's just go, because we heard some tree knocks and stuff. And we just started walking, and then as we were walking, I was putting up tape. Like that fluorescent tape. Yeah, what time was it at this point? It was like at one in the morning. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. early. I mean, what put, what else would you do when you're hiking, really? I mean, I was camping. Putting up like fluorescent tape about every twenty foot. That way, when you turn back around, you can see the trail going back to the campsite, right? Remember, we mm-hmm. went on for a couple miles in, and the next thing we decided to chill out to go back, and the tape was gone. And at this time, yeah. like, it was dry. Like, it wasn't raining <clears throat> or anything yet. Yeah. Then, thank God, Paul, I told him to put a ping on our campsite. You know, that way we can get back. Yeah. Happens. Man, that was a trip. Because if that would not have happened, there's no telling where we would have ended up. Yeah. Because, like you said, all the all the markers were just, I don't know, man. He said, just gone. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, like, like somebody was, was covering the trail up the way out. Yep. I remember Um, on the way back, yeah, it started, it started raining and then we started having difficult, like issues with the, uh, with our GPS, um, finding the way back. Like the ping would seem to like move around. And I don't even think you needed a GPS, like a, uh, you didn't need Wi-Fi or anything because it was already in the phone. Yeah. Yeah, but we, uh, see, we, we, we fought, we finally made our way back. I, I remember this too. Because uh, I think I was, I think I was on point as soon as we got back to the camp. I was the first one out of the camp. But I remember as soon as we get out to the camp and we got up to the tents and uh, I looked to my left all of a sudden, so I looked back on you, and I was like, eyes, eyes. <laughs> and you were just, Koo. and Yeah, right, uh, right, yep. Rifles up, frontal assault, yeah. Yep. And, uh, dude, it was, what, 30 deer? Yeah, it was a trip, though, because you said eyes, eyes, and I brought up my my light of my rifle. You see these eyes poke over the, the, the tent, and they just duck back down. I was like, Oh, hell no. <laughs> so you and uh, Paul went all frontal assault, and old soldier boy Paul started walking like a nutcracker. <laughs> I take off to the right to try to, I take off to the right to try to flank him, and Brian's just going up there like a freaking Marine, going up there ready to lay some hate. And then we finally get up to the target, and I'm like, hold on, guys, this is deer, it's just deer. And there was so many deer right there. <laughs> False alarm, false alarm. But uh, yeah, man. So yeah, we were, man, we were. It, it wasn't too long after we got back to camp. We were hanging out, and I remember it was me and you. Uh, we were probably what about thirty foot from the campsite, just standing out talking. And then it was my left, your right, off in the tree line, just a distinct wood knock. Just yep. a solo 
loud wood knock. Yeah. And because I remember <coughs> as soon as that happened, dude, I looked straight to the tree line. Then I looked back at you with just these golf ball size eyeballs. I'm like, yo. You're like, it's a knock. Let's go. I remember, <laughs> yeah. we, I remember we took off, and uh, I think both Zook and Paul like jumped up and was like, "What was that?" Yeah, oh, I forgot too. Yeah, like my brother Logan was there too. He was. Yeah, that was his first time going. Yeah. Was this uh out? Like, did you sit around the fire after, and then we start telling stories? Or was this before? can't remember but all i remember is that yeah because we were wearing comms radios you guys had a radio i had a radio and we told you guys me and brian are gonna go check it out and you guys are like yeah be careful we heard it too <laughs> <laughs> no. you guys are doing great <laughs> most support <laughs> just leave, leave two by the campsite and leave two to, to go in okay. <clears throat> yeah but i remember we uh we approached the tree line and we were lights on, and I mean, it was dense, thick woods, man. Just dense, thick. And uh, which, you know, the next day, after kind of looking around, realized that that tree line only went for probably about 30 foot, and then it dropped straight into a dude, a 300 foot ravine. Oh, yeah. A four hundred foot ravine. I mean, to the point to where you would you would need a rope and to 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 get up out of there. Like you couldn't just walk up out of that thing. Yeah, and we were the only ones in that campsite, so there was absolutely no rhyme or reason why any person would be down over there at three o'clock in the morning. None. So it was the only explanation was it was a legitimate knock. Yeah. Yep. There was then, that. Then there do was what? The, uh, then there was the lightning. Well, hold on. I want to talk about the camp. What was was uh, whenever you had the dream around the campfire? Was that before the lightning, or was that after, like the next day? Who me? That was before. Mm -hmm. Let's let's reel them in on that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to uh, the thunderstorm, man. Because I can't wait right. to hear my story. I want to hear Brian's and then mine. <laughs> All right. So so basically, uh, me and Brian came back, and then we started all started eating and chilling out and just talking. Well, I got my AR-15 on me, just chilling out, and um, well, I guess I go to sleep and. I'm dreaming I'm in the exact same spot where camping at. I see myself and I hear running through the woods like they're just bulldozers crashing through the woods, right? And then it's getting closer and closer and then a twig breaks. Well, when the twig breaks, I wake up, I throw my rifle up. I'm like, come on, bring it. And everyone's at the camp for like, what the heck are you doing? Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, the crackling of the fire, folks. <laughs> yes, the crackling of the fire is what happened. I thought it was a twig breaking in my dream. <laughs> that was Sasquatch coming to eat us. 
And two, I want to add, like, man, guys, around the time we went, like, it was, it was cold. At least to me, it was pretty freaking cold, and especially at night. It was and like then, 40, 45 degrees. Uh, uh, Drewski and and Logan, man, they were sweating in their tent. We had a big old like, we had a mansion of a tent. And and thank you, Brian, for the tent, because <laughs> like, yes. I didn't have one. Um, but I don't know. It, it was just crazy. We had so much space. And it was so cold, and they were sweating because they were so hot in their tent. Well, reason why is because I made a makeshift heater. I knew it was gonna be like one of those penny stoves. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's literally like a like a soda can, rubbing alcohol, and a penny. That's it. Something, and then we w- couldn't even warm up with our body heat. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, we tried it. No, I was kidding. But man, dude, I had a, th- thankfully I had a really nice sleeping bag. But it was one of those mummy ones, so I felt trapped. So I mean, a Sasquatch just would pick me up like a Happy Meal, just took me off in the woods, like so, a burrito. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> let's roll them up backwards. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, thunderstorm. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so it was shortly after that. Like I know that we all, um, you know, we settled down and we went to the tent. And then um, I, uh, I heard thunder out in the distance. Hmm. And then I'm like, crap, it's gonna, it's gonna rain. And then I saw like a really bright blast of light. And that's when I knew. I, and I know at this point it's probably like, man, I don't know. It was pretty early in the morning. Because I think, was it the same night that we came back from the hike? Or was this like was. one of the other? It was the same night. So I guess it was probably like around 3, maybe 2.30 or 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next time we, we got back and then we got ready for bed. Maybe. Yeah, yeah and, then, and I just woke up and I'm like, oh man, there's going to be a loud crash. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden, yeah, there was a, like I started pouring down rain and then it went boom, like all of a sudden. And like then a bomb. A, yeah, then I, that's when I looked up and I heard Paul like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, and I mean, he got it was the cool because I was already awake, so I just happened to be looking over in his general direction. And I mean, he literally levitated like three or four feet off. The, well, not not four, <coughs> at, least, at least two and a half feet. Like he was crazy how high he bounced off the ground. Yeah, and and then Brian, I, I think he, I think you just you were like, ah, like, and then me, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> And what was funny was, uh, what was funny was I, I was in a separate tent and I was already up. I was kind of like drinking coffee in the tent and stuff. And uh, Logan was still asleep and I was hearing the rain come down. And I was like, oh, here it comes. And I saw that lightning hit. Goof. And I was like, oh, crap, here comes the boom. Boom. And then I all, all I hear is what Zook said across the, across the way the other tent. What the fuck? Oh, that was funny. And then Logan woke up freaking out. What, what's going on? Like, it's all right, buddy. Just go back to bed. <laughs> Shh, go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. The Sasquatches are getting them. If we be quiet, they'll leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. So after that, we uh, basically wrapped it up. And um, tell us about what happened with that smoke, Brian. You know, uh, s- smoke in the eyeballs is is not a friendly experience. No, sir. You know, um, you know, it just happens. It, you know, you, you don't put smoke in a man's eyes, and you don't take his uh, scrambled eggs away from him. <laughs> oh yeah, another story. I forgot about that. Oh, that's funny. 
Yeah. When a man's been on an adventure and he's hungry, um, he's raging for some protein, and you can't put it in front of him and then take it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they are good eggs. You know, mm-hmm. They don't need to be wasted. And well, What about the smoke? Like, how, what was your reaction? <laughs> It just kept following me no matter it where so no matter where I went. <clears throat> it just it kept following me. <laughs> and it made me mad. <laughs> you know? Uh an inanimate object can can make you so angry sometimes. What can you do? Yep. Not a dang thing. well yeah i know that we uh we'll need to wrap it up because i think we have to we're actually going to meet up soon want to help us out brian we'll talk about it after yeah all right um well brian man i just want to say uh thanks for coming on brother sharing your experiences uh those two are ghost stories, man. Jeez, oh. Yeah. Yeah, they'll definitely, they'll, they'll definitely get some people thinking, like, you sure you want to go out there and really check out what's going on? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. Love you. And, uh, yeah. Love you, bro. If you got, uh, if you got any uh, – I'm, I'm, okay. There's no right or wrong answer to this. Uh, I ask everybody this. I kind of I kind of stole this from Sasquatch Chronicles. Uh Sorry, I love you. Um, what do you think Bigfoot is, man? Oh. <laughs> I I really I really don't even know, man. To it's, it's to be honest, good. it's all good. Like, huh? I said, there ain't no, like I said, you know, there ain't no right or wrong answer. To this. You know, I mean it. <sighs> Yeah, if I ever find one one day and meet him, I'm gonna ask him. There you go. What What are you exactly? You know, I I don't know. Is 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 it an animal? Is it a man? Is it a creature? Is it you know half breed? You know, like I I I I really you know you you hear the stories, you see the stories, you know. So I mean. That's really my my only opinion, you know. I know he's a massive, hairy creature, um, but I've also listened to podcasts about um, he's he's a grown man now, but as a child, um, he became friends with a squatch. He, he watched him grow up from an infant baby all the way until he was, you know, nine, 10 years old when he had his first encounter all the way up until he was 17, 18, 19 years old, he would have interactions with his Squatch and no harm was done. He, he said that this Squatch looked at him like, like a family member because he's watched him grown up. There was, there was no threat there. 
but then you hear stories about them terrorizing camps and people and doing all these horrible things. Yeah. So, I mean, what really, what's their background? <clears throat> yeah. You know, or, or how do they, how can you hear one story about like he grew up with it and it was a nice creature and interactions and stuff like that. And then you hear another one where, you know, he tore into our camp and ripped my friend's head off and ran away with it. Like, what's the difference? How, how is there a difference? So. Yeah. Who knows, man? Yeah. I gotcha. Check on that. Z, you got anything? Maybe it goes into parenting. I believe that they're part. It's the they're part of the Nephilim, like a like a, a hybrid of sorts. Cool. But there are like one of these days we're going to interview. Like I know that we know the people, but they'll have connections um, and can get us in, into contact with with these scientists. Uh, probably not the scientists. But um, people who know the scientists, kind of like a friend of a friend, um, to, who do all this gene manipulation and creating like 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 these human hybrids. But um, uh, the dogmen and uh, well, I know that there's just many other. There's so many different cryptids, um, so I know a lot of this dates way like way further back than, than modern times. But I think in modern times, there were just w with science and technology and. And, you know, the biblical, like the secret sciences and stuff, what what the fallen angels came down and shared with with humanity, like the select few um, now, what they were able to do back then. Um, I'd, I'd say now there are more people that are easily open to that because they don't like, ah, oh, well, let's just see what will happen. Um, they're like, no, this stuff will actually like affect you. Um, I do remember hearing or reading about, I don't know if I told you this one, but it was a, it was a cat human hybrid that they created. Like it was an advertised person, but like they couldn't control it. And it was it, like incredibly intelligent and crazy fast and had super strength, like crazy. But um, yeah, they sent a lot of people in to, to kill it. But, you know, I don't even think, I don't know if anybody survived. It, it was a pretty big team. Um, so I'm like, well, I think that's out West though. So we're good at least for right now. Um, but they ended that, um, what do you call it? Uh, they they stopped that experiment experimentation creating that kind of half breed so thankfully but who knows anyway guys thanks for tuning back in <laughs> uh, oh yeah let me get you uh, so what are your thoughts oh I'll talk about that later perfect <laughs> anyways uh yeah uh, my thoughts on that I don't know man I still don't know could be the nephilim could just be a species you know that's that God created I I don't know. Uh, could be a species the government's tampered up. I have no idea. Could be a lost. Um, could be like the missing link. I I don't know. The only way I'm able to figure it out is if I catch one, I could physically talk to it, or if God Himself could just let me know what they are. Uh, that'd mm -hmm. definitely be one question I would ask though. When I die, God is like, Lord, um, what the heck are Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are all these cryptids like? Questions. You know, stuff like yeah, whatever you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Shoot. Well, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning back in. And until next time. Hey, Brian, um, real quick. Yep. Where can people find you at if they got any questions or anything like that? I want to give you a shout out. 
Um, they can uh, look up my my Instagram. It's uh, Podunk P O D U N K three seven nine. Podunk three seven nine. Podunk three seven nine. And we will link that in the show notes as well. All right, guys, you heard it. If you got any questions or anything like that, hit up Brian. Yep. Hit us up. Hit me up. Um, I uh, I traveled all around all throughout the states, anywhere, west coast, northwest, east coast. So if anybody's listening that uh, does any kind of hunts or adventures, um, you know, hey, if I'm in your area, be more than happy to uh, to come tag along. Go, uh, go, go, go see different, different areas and experience different things in different parts of the country. Yeah, we can have you on for like around two, three, four, five, like... Yeah, we'll yeah. have a we'll we'll call it a touch base with Brian. There we go. Touch base with Brian. You might even have your own podcast going at that. <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate you. Stay safe and remember, uh, like uh, in Ephesians, it talks about we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of this age. So, be smart, guys. Be safe and have a good week. Yeah, guys, you heard it here first.
Frozen, now I'm an ocean. Never want.